Ending Small Business Failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the Small Biz Chat Lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. This is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and welcome to another episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Today's solo podcast is all about compensation. You know, as a small business owner, we don't think about compensation, but I don't know about you, but late last year, one of my best employees got poached by a major corporation, and they threw so much money at her that I, the only thing I could say to her was, was go with God. <laughs> I love you dearly, but I could not possibly compete. And it made me think that some of you out there may be going through the same kind of things if you have employees. So I really kind of want to talk a little bit today about just like compensation trends and stuff we need to be on the lookout for so that we could try to keep our employees because you guys know you have got to get to the point where you've got some other people thinking about how your business makes money other than you if you are going to stay in business. So I recently uh, moderated a panel for Inc. Magazine on this and it made me think, you know what? I think everybody might need to pay closer attention to some of this stuff. So, cause really compensation planning is like critical um, in a regular labor market, but especially now as we're experiencing like so many fundamental changes in workforce trends and there's like an accelerated shift to hybrid workforce, right? 44% of workers are now saying uh, they want a hybrid model. Like if you don't want to work from home, they are leaving. And we know 40,000 people decided to leave their corporate jobs last week and, excuse me, last year. And many of them have come to the dark side of entrepreneurship. And I hope that, Lord, I hope they bought my book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, since I designed it just for them to make that transition from having a job to starting a business. But for those of us that are trying to keep our employees, I think it's really important that we really understand what workers want. And they want a hybrid model. They want flexibility. And they want equitable pay. And I think that we, as small business owners, sometimes I think we pay what we think we can afford and we don't necessarily go and check what the going rate is for that job. And I think that if you want to stay competitive, number one, you've got to engage your workers in what it is they want, right? We've got to find out what our employees' love language is so that we can meet it. But we also just really need to understand you know, what the market is paying. And so there's obviously, you're not going to compete with a Fortune 500 company, but you better have some kind of, um, you know, rewards or benefits or, you know, profit sharing, healthcare, something. You've got to figure out something that you're going to be offering um, to stay competitive. And so I think that, you know, clearly the the trend we've seen is people, uh, you know, want to work from home. People want flexibility and people, you know, want to be paid well. And I think even frontline workers that, you know, used to be, uh, you know, only eligible for a minimum wage. I mean, minimum wage in America is now $14, $15 an hour. And so you've got to decide, are you going to be above that? Are you going to pay $18 an hour for frontline workers? You know, all those things are things you've got to think about. Um, But I think it's worth thinking about because 
you've got to try to keep your employees. And nowadays, a core employee has been with you two years. And you don't want to lose any core employees because sometimes it takes three to six months for somebody to actually learn their job. So the last thing you want is somebody to be out here looking for another job because they're dissatisfied. But you want to make sure that you are offering something that might not be corporate, but at least is competitive. Um, so, you know, you've got you've to think about that. But I also think in addition to, you know, allowing people to do remote work, I think some of us got to think about things like, you know, summer Fridays and letting people work, you know, four 10-hour days so they can be off on Fridays and things like that. I think, um, you know, if people do really good work, maybe give project-based bonuses, right? Instead of giving a bonus that's going to tie you, you know, into a financial commitment long-term, maybe you do, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in Amazon gift cards, right? I love to surprise my team with uh, $200, $250 Amazon gift cards when we work really, really hard and get something done. And so I definitely um, think that some of those kinds of things are really good if you kind of want to position yourself to be competitive and just make people feel appreciated. I mean, I think a lot of it is, you know, making people be seen, acknowledging, you know, team members in front of the rest of the team. That kind of stuff is really important because you want to make sure that you're supporting them and that you're speaking their love language, right? So just like you would think about what your sweetie's love language is, 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 is it acts of service? Is it gifts? Is it, you know, some people want recognition. Some people want time off. Some people want more responsibility. Um, you know, I think some people want a closer parking spot, right? You know, it's the wintertime. I'm located in the Northeast. When it's snowing, if you still have people coming to an office, you know, a premium office space or, or a premium parking space really could be really good compensation for someone. So I think it's about talking to your employees, surveying your employees, and making it a psychological safe environment for people to give you their feedback. Because we all know people do not leave jobs, they leave people. And culture eats strategy for breakfast every single day. So if your culture is bad, if there's a bunch of backbiting and people are overly competitive, you know, or every time you have a staff meeting, you're, you know, you're president grumpy and you go around the, the room and, you know, where are you with your projects? Where are you with your projects? Like that kind of stuff. People, people don't have to take that. And I really think that um, in today's environment, you know, and after, after kind of, I don't want to say surviving the pandemic because like, it seems like it won't go away, but I think the pandemic made a lot of people assess their work and the value of their work versus their life. And I think that, um, you know, people are just not willing to overwork anymore. And they're certainly not willing to do it without being extremely well compensated. So I think that as small business owners, a lot of us have cultures of workaholism, right? <laughs> we have cultures of, you know, 10, 12 hour days. And I think we've got to think about how we can manage our schedules better so people don't have to work like that. Or, you know, what can we do to compensate people? But know that your compensation is like part of your culture. So um, I think that the other thing you want to figure out is how you can be more transparent. 
with how you're compensating or what your compensation strategy is. And I think that's really, really important. Um, you definitely want to be able to compensate your highest performing uh, employees, but you don't want to do that to the detriment of your long-term employees. Um, you know, you kind of want to make sure that, let's say if you're giving a 2% increase, maybe you give your high performer a 4% or 5% increase, but you don't want to make it that like the existing workers get nothing in this superstar employees getting like all the perks because then you just create crabs in a battle barrel and then people won't work together as a team. And I think at the end of the day, it's got to be about teamwork, right? What do we say? Teamwork makes the dream work. And so we want to make sure that we are supporting employees the best way we possibly can. And that starts with, good communication that starts with you know psychological safety and allowing people to come to you and share what's on their mind now you don't obviously want to you know entertain every grievance but you do want to pay attention to it and then do a survey to see if other people feel that way um or if you have a small enough team i mean the average small business owner in america has four people um you know i have seven people on my team so you kind of have to reach around and make sure that everybody is, you know, not everybody talks up in a meeting. So maybe you call that person and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation if everybody's working remotely, but just make sure you get everybody's input. Um, you know, there's always a dominant player who wants to make sure everybody knows what they think, but then there's other people that are more introverted who aren't going to speak up. So talk to your team and maybe do things even in a remote environment where you guys can bond. Like maybe you buy some books and mail them to everybody on the team and you guys have um, an afternoon where you talk about the book a month later or something like that. But, you know, surprise them with a great book. Uh, you know, don't make it feel like homework, make it feel fun. And that's something that you can do. Or maybe you say once a year, um, they can invest in one course, you know, to upskill themselves. There's all kinds of things you can do to support your team. But I think you guys, we have got to start focusing on our people because people help you grow your business. You cannot grow your business with only your two hands. As a matter of fact, as a business owner, you want to get to the point where you are doing strategy and planning and the execution is being done by other people. If you're still involved in execution in your business, then you got to look at how you're running your business. You should not be involved in execution, you should be involved in direction, strategy, you know, strategic meetings with new potential clients or, you know, schmoozing existing clients to keep your contracts and things like that. You don't want to be doing, you know, worker bee work. But if you don't take care of your worker bees, you will be doing worker bee work. So I just want to encourage everybody to just pay attention to uh, the compensation trends out there, you know, at least every six months look at what's going on in the marketplace. You don't want to get surprised by one of your star employees getting poached. And it's because you didn't pay enough attention to your employees to make sure that you were meeting their needs. Even if it wasn't with money, is there something else you can do to meet their needs? And so I just want to give you guys that cautionary tale, because like I said, at the beginning of this story, my number one salesperson got poached by a major corporation in December and that hurt. Now, the great thing is, is that she helped me 
hire someone else to replace her before she left, which is awesome. But that just says to you what our relationship is and how well we got along and she didn't want to leave me in a lurch. But this was a great opportunity and I was happy for her. But you don't want people to be able to pick up your best employees that you've poured into and that you've trained and that you have a well-oiled machine in your business. So pay attention to compensation. Pay attention to the other things you can do other than money to support your employees. And then work on your leadership and your communication style because the more you can manage your employees' expectations, the more they won't gossip or wonder or whisper about what's going on. Just tell them, be transparent, as transparent as you can about your revenues and what they get paid. And that way, everybody will know what's going on and they'll be more bought in. So with that, I will just encourage you to get your compensation strategy together. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and you've been listening to the Small Biz Chef Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.